And everybody stop talking now. Attention. I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. Never again make me an underdog. All right, guys. Welcome to Sports Side. This week, we're going to concentrate on our boxing and our football. I'm going to kick off with the boxing. As Derek Tajora said a couple of months back, it's all about the heavyweight. Man, the heavyweights are back. Nobody gives a fuck about little guys anymore. This week, there was uh, exclusive news broke that Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua have agreed a two-fight deal in 2021. Big, big, big heavyweight news. What do you guys think about that? The one that everyone's been waiting for. Fury just boxed Wilder's face off, glorified him with a bloody body shot. Never seen that before. It's going to be a great fight. And AJ has represented the country at the Olympics. He's beaten five or six former heavyweight champions. So he's legit. And then Tyson Fury, who's just battered Deontay Wilder, who held the WC belt and with the deadliest knockout ratio in heavyweight history. Both got to fight their separate fights first. Hopefully they both come through it and we get the first heavyweight unification fight in British boxing history. I think it was good for Fury to win that fight. I think it would have been a lot more complicated if Wilder was to win and to set up a unification. But Baron, what did you make of the news? I'm surprised that they did a two-fight deal. It's obviously great for boxing, but also British boxing as well pretty much dominating the moment the British fighters also there's Daniel Dubois coming up as well there's also yeah Joe Joyce it's look he's useless by the way we're gonna talk about another heavyweight oh, I forgot to mention them um, Dillian White sorry that's right put some respect on that man <laughs> but yeah I'm very much looking forward to the fight I can only see uh, Fury winning so dog me do you actually think that Dylan White is legitimately in the question to be heavyweight world champion he showed in the past I know he was he was younger and so was Joshua that he can trouble Joshua and he can hurt Joshua I think he's done more than enough to to warrant a title shot and obviously he's a WBC mandatory why not he, he, he seemed to have gone through a lot harder road than some of the others in my opinion he's fought Parker you know a couple wars with Chisora he's fought Joshua he also got uh, knocked out by Joshua, right? He he did. That was a couple of years ago. But since then, you know, just like when Anthony Joshua got knocked out by Ruiz, he's come back, has really performed. His last fight was last minute one, and he didn't look great. He came out after the whole uh, drug scandal, right, which was obviously right. he was proved innocent in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think just seeing him back in the ring is good. And it's, hopefully he'll get that shot, but that's going to be quite difficult when WC champion has a, a rematch clause with Deontay Wilder and a two-fight deal already arranged yeah. with Anthony Joshua. And also you've got the WBC now having like super champions. So basically they're protected from challenges and they can fight basically whoever they want. I don't like this idea that people can duck people now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I think he needs to do maybe Shannon Briggs style and go and see them when they're eating <laughs> and go and throw Let's their salad at their face. Let's go, champ! It's been a very, very long time oh, since okay. there's been a undisputed. Any other British fighters you like, Baron? Um, Daniel Dubois is amazing. What about from the lower weight? Josh Taylor, who's amazing. Uh, Scottish fighter. And also uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Ah, Billy, Billy Joe. Joe. Oh, that's, that's your, that's your favourite. You're a bit of a fanboy, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I don't like to use the word uh, fanboy, um, but yeah, I, I am a fan of uh, Billy Joe Saunders, yeah. He's, a... he's just got a fight with uh, Canelo organised, right? Has, has that been confirmed? It was confirmed for May. Um, I think it was the same day as uh, Cinco de Mayo, the celebration that they have in uh, in Mexico. Uh, 
So obviously, I don't know if it's still going to happen. Yeah, I think they have the signed deal, and it's just a question of when the date will be, right? That's what they've been told, but I, I, I think that it can easily be changed at the time. Um, if I was uh, Billy Joe Saunders, I would maybe delay... Yeah, because Canelo is going to smash his face off, right? So he should probably delay it. It's it's a money fight, right? Speaking of money, did you see his latest video on, I think it was Frank Warren TV? He's willing to put his whole purse against Canelo, against Eddie Hearn. He said up to half a million to say that Fury will beat his boy Joshua. Did you see that? There's some bets thrown out. He said he was willing to put his purse <laughs> to Eddie Hearn I think they're waiting Eddie Hearn's response it will be interesting right we're going to find out so we do have three good heavyweights a lot of people will say that Joshua Fury Wilder weren't at the level of Lennox Lewis Holyfield Tyson so we got this uh, two fights AJ versus Fury what do you think is it going to be 2-0 Fury is it going to go to a third fight is it going to be 2-0 AJ but I'm just going to say 2-0 Fury I will say it will go to a trilogy. I believe it will be one or. What about you, Domi? I think it would it would go to a trilogy. I think Fury would win the first one by two, maybe three rounds, and then I see uh, Joshua probably knocking him out in the second fight, leading us to a trilogy. The majority of the public would be behind Fury. I think he's the A side, uh, having <laughs> beaten Wilder, in my opinion, twice. No, we did an online poll on the dog show on Twitter. Tank, just remind us, what's our Twitter name again? TDS underscore the dog show. Okay, and we did an online poll. I think Fury came out on top with that with 56% of the votes. Anthony Joshua came out with 28%. And then 17% said a trilogy. So uh, me and the Tank in that 17% and the Baron in that 57%. <laughs> Please don't call me arrogant because what I'm saying is true. I think I'm a special one. Part two of the sports side, we're going to dive into my favorite sport, football, or soccer, as they say in the U.S. Oh, boys, how much have you missed it? How much have you missed football? It's madness, especially when there is literally nothing else to do. Could you imagine if we had some football for the last few months, it wouldn't have been as hard. We would have all been a lot happier and a lot... Well, I don't know about happier, because we seem to get very angry when we're watching football these days as an Arsenal fan. Oh, oh, Speaking of football, I just saw Baron lift up his top there. Showing us his belly. Baron, how much have you missed it? It's kind of like part of life and routine, right? You know, weekends, Saturday mornings, watch a bit of football, Saturday evenings, football Sunday, afternoon kickoff, or even the evening La Liga. So, yeah, I've missed it in quite a lot of fronts, not just the Premier League, but also La Liga or the Serie A. Kind of like it's taken like a slice of my life. Same, away. same, same with me. I mean, I've missed the. The online WhatsApp commentary from any Chelsea game and the five-yard immaculate perfect passes that Barron normally puts into a group text <laughs> and saying this person's the next Messi, this person's the next Iniesta. I've missed, I've missed all the bullshit <laughs> that you talk, to be honest with you. So I'm ha- no wonder I'm he has to wank five times a day now. He can't <laughs> wank about all his Chelsea players anymore. Three times a day, fucking hell. <laughs> Three times a day on average, but five times a day is like <laughs> only on your birthday or what? Sing to the Jeez, jeez, jeez. Yeah, it's so, going to be interesting, right? Because yeah. it's basically it's going to be very different. Football is back, but it's going to look quite different. No fans, 
potential of neutral venues is that confirmed neutral venues i think the merseyside derby is going to be a neutral venue i'm not sure that all games are going to be uh, no i, I thought okay. it wasn't a neutral I, venue. I knew there was some uh, chat about it i don't know I, if that if that actually came up mm, in the end i heard that um, it will be in uh, goodison park uh, you're, you're right because they were saying that it might be in a neutral venue but then they later confirmed that it will go ahead in, uh, as planned in goodison park i know there's going to be no fans. What do you think? Do you think that's going to be more of a competitive edge to the away team now? Actually, it's quite surprising. Like, from watching the Bundesliga, the team which is better just win more games. Like, the better team seems to win more. And, and that the yeah, the away factor is maybe taken away. I mean, you, we watched Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund, mm-hmm. and it's pretty obvious who the better team was in that game. I mean, you have to give a bit of sympathy for Dortmund because they didn't have a lot of their players there. There was Chan, Sancho, a few others as well that weren't available for that game. Royce, certain Witzel. So, so they missed a lot of their talented players. So I think a lot of people might have gone overboard with saying Bayern are the much better team now. But it was quite interesting because you have like quite a lot of these, like the fan pictures being sent in and put in yeah. the clouds. That was yeah. quite cool. Like, I really like that idea. Uh, it's really cool to see a lot of the teams innovating and coming up with new ways to, to try and deliver a sort of authentic experience. Yeah, I'm really happy to hear that the, the FIFA sound is going to be played in the stadium. Yeah. Again, you know, watching the German games, like, it was actually played to the fans at home on the telly but it wasn't played in the stadium. So it will be interesting to see oh. like, if, if that helps the players perform better as well. I don't think it's going to be so much of a factor for, um, like Tank said, the big team. I think that it will just be affecting the smaller teams, I think. that They use the crowd and their energy to drive them, mm. to drive results and to, to cheer the, these players The up. crowd would also potentially play a part in sort of the referees' emotions and decision-making potentially as well. Yeah. Big, loud things for yellow cards, red cards, for big yeah. tackles, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it'll be interesting to see how the the referee sort of deals with it as well. You know, you tend to think that they get swayed a little bit more by the home side with the, the larger crowd. There was talk about potentially breaking <laughs> up the, the yeah. coaches, right? The managers okay. on the sideline. But that got dismissed. That would have been, from a from my perspective, that would have been good to yeah. good to hear and see. So, season one, our prediction league. Always like to go head to head with you guys, our listeners as well. We award one point for the correct outcome of the games. However, if you if you if you guess the correct score, you get three points. We had a guaranteed goal scorer for three points in our featured game this week. We have two featured game, which we'll speak about winner of that week gets their score added to the leaderboard and we invite all of our viewers to go against us and submit their predictions yeah you can submit your predictions on our website at www.thedogshow.com we'd advise our listeners to submit their answers under a a funny alias name to get their names on the leaderboard on on our website uh, www.thedogshow.com with the winner at the end of the series, winning a, a prize, maybe something from the dog store, yeah. but a nice little t-shirt or a hoodie. <laughs> With the prediction league, there's always going to be a forfeit for the loser, the person with the lowest points total. What do you think for the forfeit, guys? So I think at the end of the season, Baron should have to take me to go see an Arsenal game. 
and you. Well, obviously, Baron. If I finish, if, if I finish at the bottom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can take me, the winner, and the dog meat to a nice Arsenal game. Yeah, put me up in London. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal vs. Wrexham pre-season <laughs> friendly, ten pound a ticket. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be the champion. That still counts, isn't it? Qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> pre-season, isn't it? Speaking of pre-season. <laughs> what about what, 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 women's game, isn't it? Speaking yeah, of pre-season. The under sixteen. Speaking of pre-season, uh, I think the Baron won the pre-season competition for the prediction league. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, first game, the long-awaited first football game back. Uh, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. We have Villa, who are second bottom of the league. They have the opportunity to, to potentially climb out of the bottom three if they were to win against probably the Premier League surprise package, Sheffield United. The star man for Aston Villa, Jack Grealish, is going to have to be on form uh, for them to come out of this relegation dogfight. Uh, how do you see that one? Yes, yeah, a, a tough game for uh, Aston Villa to start off with, to be honest. Fancy a draw in that game. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Tank? <laughs> no one is terribly excited about this game in terms of the quality of the game. But I think there will be a lot of excitement for this game as it is the first game back for the Premier League. And I think it yeah. will have probably record audiences for an Aston Villa game. Yeah, like you said, Jack Grealish was playing amazing before lockdown. He's really realising his potential. And I think Grealish really deserves to be starting for England as well. Ahead yeah. of you know some of the similar types of players. You look at Mason Mount, who's I think probably the most overrated young player in the Premier League at the moment. And then Madison yeah. for Leicester, who also plays that kind of number 10. Roll. My prediction for the game, I'm going to go with also a 1-1 draw. Before, I know, I know Baron definitely wants to speak about your Mount comment. For me, I think Jack Grealish has to be in the England squad. To be honest, I don't think I really can compare Mason Mount with him. I think Madison is more of a comparison. Jack Grealish, nine goals, eight assists for the season. You've got Madison, who's got nine goals, three assists, and you've got Mount, who's got six goals and four assists. I think all those goals came in the first couple of weeks, right? And he hasn't done anything since. Yeah, he is what I call a bit of premature ejaculation from him there. But yeah, for me, Jack Grealish has got more to his game than all of those guys. If Aston Villa are going to stay up and do us a favour, <laughs> take some points off Sheffield United, Jack Grealish is going to have to be on form. And I've gone with a Aston Villa 2-1 win. I'll leave it over to Baron, who's shaking his head right now. Yeah, the, the comparison between the three is what I was nodding my head about. <laughs> I think that they're completely different players. But out of the three, I would say definitely Grealish should start for England. I I agree that he's the most complete player out of the three. Mount is 21 years old. Madison is 23 years old. Grealish is 24 years old. So Mount in uh, one year, two years time can, 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 be half can, as good can, as can even go to another level. Also, Mount averages more shots per game than those in, in, in the three together. Okay. Uh, also, he has a better pass success percentage rate. How's he like the pass? But, um, a striker's dream to play alongside... Who said he was a striker's dream? Um, <laughs> I said he's a striker. <laughs> and you were a striker. Baron, would you even have him in the Chelsea team at the moment? The problem with the way he was playing in the beginning was to do with the way he was being used. Like, Lampard has kind of changed the style of Chelsea. He was all right, all right. We'll, we'll get to was, Chelsea uh, later. doing before, but yeah. But now is uh, not as great. Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop can you 
not even started the season yet. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to move on to our first featured game. A very juicy fixture, Manchester City versus Arsenal. City trying to stall Liverpool for as long as possible from them winning the league. You've got Arsenal trying to capitalise on Manchester City potentially getting disqualified from the Champions League tank. Let's be honest here. Arsenal is not the best team that we've ever had. We were definitely underperforming under Unai Emery. Good evening. I am watching uh, English series. Picky Plendis. <laughs> I don't think we're by any means the ninth best team in the Premier League. I feel like Arteta has made us play to our level. You know, we're the only team undefeated in 2020 uh, in the games up until March. It's good enough to to be at least competing for Champions League places, I have to beat Manchester City to even really open up that debate. My prediction for the game, I'm actually going to go for it. I'm going to say just because both teams won't be at their fittest, I'm going to go for a shock 2-1 away win for Arsenal. Wow. Baron, what do you make of that? Uh, definitely, Arteta's made a positive difference, especially with defence. He's kept... Uh, uh, more clean sheets in 10 games than Unai Emery did in 18. Got, I don't think he's got the players to, to play the, the game in their full potential. I think, obviously, there's going to be a lot more signing in the summers. I'm going to go for a uh, Man City 4-1 win. <laughs> just just, just, just to rewind back to Tank, did you have a, as it's our featured game, did you have a guaranteed goal scorer there for that game? Obama, <laughs> Pierre Emerick, Obama Young will score at least one goal. Okay, and then who is your guaranteed goal scorer there, Baron? I'll go for Aguero. Aguero, okay, easy. Good recent record against Arsenal. Yeah, almost Drogba-esque. I think Arteta's working out his team and who he wants to be there. I do feel we are two, three signs short of getting back up there. I think we will get sixth. Just with Arsenal, there's always that hope. That It's the hope that kills you. And then they end up letting you down, right? I've gone head over heart here. I think we'll lose 3-1 with um, Kevin De Bruyne scoring against us. Next fixture, we've got Brock Rock bottom, Norwich versus Southampton. Uh, Norwich, who actually started the campaign pretty well, right? They beat Manchester City towards the start of the season. Held on, Mr. Pookie was the man. Now he's recently turned to zero. Baron, what do you make of that for our Norwich and Southampton listeners? Norwich, they've got one win in the last six games. They only have 25 goals this this season. Mm -hmm. It's shocking. <laughs> 11 of those uh, 25 goals were scored by Pookie. They do play an attractive brand of football, though, right? Their manager's got them playing some really nice stuff. It's positive, but too much pressure on Pookie to bail them out. What's the scoreline? 2-1 Southampton win. Okay. Tank? I'm going for a 2-0 Southampton win. I think Norwich were uh, celebrating when they were hearing about talks of scrapping the relegation this season, but that's definitely not happening now, and <laughs> they can just jog on back to the championship. Well, I am going to go against the grain here. Again, just with weird results and form really not really counting anymore, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Norwich win at home. My second featured game of the week, a big game for qualification for Champions League places. So we've got Spurs, who have not won in their last three games, versus Man United, who are undefeated in their last five games, beating Manchester City and Chelsea in those five. And just before we go for our prediction, massive shout-out to Marcus Rashford, who's done a lot of charitable work for those who are struggling right now and doing what all footballers, in my belief, should be doing and giving back. So well done to him. <laughs> 
How do you see that one? Man United will be very, very grateful for the January transfer window. Bruno Fernandes has changed their fortunes dramatically. Igalo also playing his part in that as well. And, and they've just basically turned into a new team. Uh, and it will be interesting to see Paul Pogba being put back in that mix. He's only played, I think, seven games in the Premier League this season. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Pogba and Bruno Fernandes play together. Uh, and I think they finally have a midfield. I don't think they had a midfielder since Paul Scholes left the club. I don't think they ever had that player. So to see Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, also some other guys, Matomine doing a good job there. And Fred also just completely changed into a brand new player this season. So I think they finally got a decent midfield to match their impressive attack line. I really think Man United will start to move up. And I think they're probably the favourites to clinch that fifth Champions League spot, or rather the fourth Champions League spot, but instead of Manchester City. In terms of a prediction, how I think the game's going to go, I'm going to call a 1-1 draw, though. I think Tottenham, uh, being at home, even without the fans, will manage to, to get a bit of a result and obviously Jose Mourinho meeting his former team so 1-1 guaranteed goal scorer I've gone with well again talking about in terms of a bit of fortune Tottenham will actually be one of the teams I don't want to say too much but yeah a bit thankful in in some ways for the coronavirus with uh, Harry Kane back in the lineup he was supposed to miss the entire season as well as all the England football in the summer and now he's back fit and he will play against Manchester United so yeah I've actually backed Harry Kane to come back with a bang and get that goal Baron sort of two I would say like mediocre teams <laughs> didn't United beat Chelsea a couple games ago if they're mediocre <laughs> they're also only but, but, one <laughs> position behind and only three points behind but in terms of performance in terms of quality in terms of management get rid of Solskjaer bring a better manager in who... you know when you're at Man United there's always going to be criticism but I think uh, Spurs will win by score 3-1 Spurs win Okay, who's your scorer? Who scores goals for them again? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Deli Ali. I think he's suspended, I'm, I'm, mate. I think he's suspended. <laughs> I mean, we could have been we could have been real pricks there and let you have that one. I think he's been suspended for being insensitive about the coronavirus, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna pick um, Birdwin. Okay, okay, interesting. Sort of tank alluded to it. I'm a little bit pissed off that Spurs have a, a fully fit Kane back. I think we would have definitely overtook them towards the end of the season. But I think now with Kane there and Paul Pogba coming back for Man United, that makes them a little bit stronger. So I'm less confident that Arsenal will be able to pip them to a spot. I think we will pip Man United. Ah, fuck it. We will. We'll pip them both. We'll pip them both. Ah, oh, man, I'm so pissed off that Harry Kane's back for them, man. But I'm going to go with more of a high-scoring draw, a 2-2, with the main man Rashford scoring. A little quiz question for Tank and Baron. Combined goals and assists, Anthony Martial or Kane? Who's got the most combined goals and assists for the season? I'm going to go with Baron because he's got a habit of of stealing people's answers. That's why for the Prediction League, he's always going first. Harry Kane doesn't do many assists um, and he's been injured for pretty much most of the season so I'm going to say Martial okay I would also guess Martial and I'm going to say a combined of about 15 okay what do you what do you think then combined I'm going to say 16 (laughs) well you're, you're right Martial combined was one higher than Harry Kane 14 14 so moving on to our next game we have Watford versus Leicester 
Watford picked up a couple of really good results before the pandemic and got themselves out of the drop zone against Leicester, who were playing brilliant football under Brendan Rodgers. Anything interesting going on in that game, Tank? There's been a lot of interest in Ben Chilwell, right? So Chelsea, Man City are in for him. I think Chelsea thought they were going to get some kind of corona discount. And now that Man City have put their names in the hat, Chelsea are going to have to pay some big money for him. He's a good player, but I think the sort of figures that we're talking about, he's not that level. I don't think Leicester will miss him that much. Uh, I'm going to go with a Leicester to win 3-1. Baron. Watford, since Pearson's taken over, they've got the results. Didn't expect them to do that well under Pearson. He's more of a get them out of relegation than then, then keep them somewhere. But, but it's right? been more than that, though. They'll have Ranieri next season. I've watched their games and, you know, they've, they've actually played impressive football. And also, you know, Saar's been freaking amazing. But I think Watford will win. It will be uh, 2-1. Leicester, you know, they, they are struggling. OK, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I think Watford will get a point that will help them in their fight against relegation. Next game, Brighton versus Arsenal. If we don't get three points in this game, I see AFTV blowing up. Baron, what do you think about that? Oh, last year they beat you guys. I think they did beat us, yeah. but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I think Arsenal will win. Arsenal will win 2 yeah, I've okay. also gone for 2-1 Arsenal win formality. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to go with a Arsenal 3-1 win. But I would say it would be tough. And just in the end, our quality players will just show a little bit more quality in that final third and get us over the line. I think what will be quite big is just the fact that we had already just played a very intense game a few days earlier. I know that could also have a negative effect, but I think mm-hmm. we would have had experience playing top-level football, and I think that that could make a big difference. Next up, we have West Ham versus Wolves, right? West Ham obviously needing points against high-flying Wolves, who are unbeaten in their last five games. Wolves are also one of the ones in contention to get one of those Champions League spots. Very, very well-coached side, very attacking side. What are our thoughts there, Baron? Very good side to watch. A very strong team. They've got it perfectly right. Nuno Espirito has done a great job. As did you with that note. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I've been hanging out with Portuguese boys, isn't it? They've been telling, they've been, they've been making me pronounce shit properly. <laughs> You've been hanging around with him. Oh, that, 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 that sounds that sounds really <laughs> dodgy. We'll have to cut that. That, that sounds really, that out. really but <laughs> get big, get big Boris on you. Um, <laughs> three one. I'm going to go for a Boar 1-1 draw. I'm going to go with a West Ham 2-1 win. More in hope. Next up, Bournemouth, who are down there against Palace, who are well organised under Roy Hodgson. What do you think of that one, Baron? Palace have conceded less goals than Arsenal this season. However, they have only scored 26 goals this season. And Mm -hmm. um, Bournemouth have only scored 29 goals this season. So don't expect many goals in this game. (laughs) Let's let's not take a piss here. I'm going to go for a uh, 0-0. Yeah, I went for 1-0 to Palace. I think Roy Roy Hodgson, right, it's just his style. He's not going to be flamboyant. Mm. It's probably why Zaha has been held back a bit this year. Yeah, he's not had a good year, right, after the speculation with him coming to Arsenal. Yeah, Um, we ghosted him. We did a baron on him. We buttered him up and then ghosted him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to go against both of you again. I'm going to go with uh, a Bournemouth 1-0 win. I think sometimes in years past when Eddie Howe's backs against the wall, he just sometimes, you know, just seems to get through it. 
They are third from bottom right now in the relegation zone. I think they will have enough quality. They'll win this one 1-0. Next up, Newcastle. There's talks of them getting taken over. There's talks of them getting a new manager against high-flying Sheffield United. Newcastle fans don't really give a shit almost. I think they'll be far happier with the news that Mike Ashley is finally going to be gone and they can resume their place as a football club and not a business. But saying that, I don't think their current team has the quality to really do anything at the moment. Therefore, I've gone with a 1-0 Sheffield United win. I'm very impressed with Sheffield United this season. I'm going to go for a 1-0 Sheffield United win. I haven't been overly impressed with Newcastle at all. I mean, they're in 13, mm. so they've done all right this season. But I, yeah. just watching them, I don't feel the quality. Yeah, that, that's what I meant, yeah. I, they're one of the teams that you just forget about, right? <laughs> well, I've, I've gone with a weirdly Newcastle 3-2 win. I think that's going to be a game that's going to shock us with goals. Ooh. So, yeah, I've just fr- thrown that one out there. Yeah, you have, really. Next game, we have Aston Villa versus Chelsea. We'll see right there, hopefully in front of us, the Grealish versus Mount comparison. I honestly feel that Mount will probably won't start because he's dipped a lot in form. He's been well out of form, right? Yeah, I think he'd probably be lucky to make the bench. Go on, tell us how, how good is Mount? <laughs> and who's the other guy? Reese James. Uh, uh, the little guy, Billy Gilmore in midfield. You know the names now. You know all the names, don't oh, you? Worldy. I think you didn't know the names before. Um, I think because I've drilled them into your head. <laughs> you remember them all now. Um, What's funny is, like, the one player that I actually half rate is Abraham, and you think that's the only one you don't talk uh, about. It's like you just want to disappoint no, 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 not at all. I like Abraham. He's in, but he's your top goal scorer, right? Yeah, thirteen goals. Um, What's happening with uh, Werner? I think that's pretty much sewn up, right? Um, well, all I know so far is that you matched the minimum agreement, right? They had no choice but to accept the offer, but he seems to be stalling quite a long time. Yeah. Haven't heard anything about contract <laughs> negotiation. I know, neither have I, but I've heard the, the player talking up Chelsea a lot. Plan B, eh? <laughs> he goes to Liverpool, he probably won't even start. I think it's just that like he could replace any of the front three, so... The likelihood is that one of them will be injured at some point. And you've got to think as well that two of them yeah. will be lost to the African Cup of Nations, right, yeah, in the future. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So yeah, that's, they will need another heavy hitter. Definitely. Because Origi... I like Origi. They're decent, but they're nowhere near the level, right? No, I, I think that, yeah, like with Chelsea, he's immediately going to start. There are like talks of him and Abraham playing together, which I wouldn't be very happy about. I want the guy to be the central striker with... Uh, Pulisic playing on one side, and then you got Pedro. Yeah. Did you guys buy? Uh, sorry, Ziyech. Ziyech playing I'll on tell the right. You what, he's the one Chelsea uh, edition that I actually <laughs> quite like. I don't. Mm. think He's the player that Baron thinks he is. Yeah. I think he'll be very, very Especially, good. Especially, I love the. Oh, well, I love him at Arsenal. Which can be a bit bad news for um, players like uh, Hudson Odoi. What happened to him? Wasn't yeah. he supposed to be the next worldie? 50 million Bayern we're going to pay for uh, I think he has struggled. It hasn't kind of happened for him. He's done well coming off the bench. He's a young guy and he's... I don't like these young players just being sold left, right and centre. Like, That's your speciality at <laughs> Chelsea Academy. Though, it right? is, you it is. Just... I don't like that. I don't like that. Whereas Arsenal um, give these guys a chance, you know, these nobodies. And um, suddenly become, they, <laughs> they become somebody. You know, like Saka out of nowhere. Look at the guy. He's, he's done really well. We've got a few top, top-notch mm. youth players coming through, that's for sure. Definitely. So how are you calling the game? Villa versus Chelsea? Yeah, I'm going to say 1-1 draw. 
Oh, not, wow. not what I wanted to be, Ooh. of course, but yeah. Oh, hey, good. Wow. I, like I like that. Villa in 19th fight, place. Fighting, fighting for, for their supplies. I wouldn't want to play any of those relegation teams. That's the most objective thing I've ever heard Baron ever say. <laughs> I actually think it'll be quite easy. I've gone for a Chelsea 2-1. In terms of the performance, Chelsea will be the far better team. I just They just don't have the firepower to really make it a 5-1 or whatever. But I think 2-1. Chelsea. I've gone with a 2-2. Realist probably getting on the score sheet. Chelsea dropping points, which we always love to see. You spoke earlier about Origi and Origi not being at the level. He scored a an important goal for Liverpool was it a couple of years ago, that last-minute winner against Everton. And that's our next game, and that's Everton versus Liverpool in our Merseyside derby. It's going to be a quite a different derby, having no fans. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure the fans will be there, right? I think it'll be pretty hard to keep them away from Liverpool. These fans, they live for their football. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some attempt to get yes, fans around the stadium. Yes, there's going to be a fixture that people could conjugate outside sort of the stadium. That will be, be this one, right? Everton have been a bit disappointing this season, right? They're in 12th place at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're obviously a very talented team. I think they've got some very good players. But Liverpool, what they've done this season. But they did start to drop a few key results, right? They lost the Premier League game finally. They dropped out of the Champions League. They lost in the Cup. So Liverpool weren't in the best moment. They might be quite happy for the little break that they've had, to be honest. Might give them that extra legs back again. I've gone with a comfortable 2 0 Liverpool win. I don't. When I say comfortable, I think actually it will be a very well contested game. Probably one of the more entertaining games of the weekend. But I think Liverpool will have too much. But I don't think Liverpool's going to win. I think it's going to be a draw. I'm going to go for a draw. No, no, draw. Everton, I know when they played Arsenal at the Emirates, they were very good. They've got players like Richarlison, who's um, an exciting player. I think they'll probably end up losing him this year to a big, big club. Calvert-Lewin's been scoring goals recently. They've obviously got Carlo Ancelotti, a very experienced manager at the helm. I think if he's to keep the players and, and build again next year, I think they would be the potential Leicesters of this year. I think that the game would be a 1-1 game I think Liverpool may crawl over the line to win the league next game Manchester City current <laughs> champions versus wait were you eating an egg there's only one more game to get through put your food away got Manchester City versus Burnley a big clash of styles Manchester City are more of an attractive brand Burnley are a little bit more direct aggressive a good little matchup on football in styles you've got manchester city who have scored 15 goals against burnley in their last four games i remember chelsea playing burnley away uh four nil up at half time cruising but the, the end of the game was like five two yeah I, I don't know why i brought that up <laughs> <laughs> it's not about fucking chelsea mate um, Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that Man City is going to win comfortably. I'm going to go for 4-0 freshly. I put 3-0, but I think it will be the runaway game. Man City will be warmed up from the Arsenal game. And although Burnley are one of the better defensive teams normally, I, I do think Man City will run away with that one. Yeah, I've gone with a similar sort of theme. I've gone with a, a 3-0 Manchester City win comfortably, especially at the Etihad. 
So, for our listeners, ongoing debate right now with with Manchester City getting looked at for um, what are they getting looked at for tank? Is it for illegal transfers? Financial fair play. They've weaseled their way out of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I fully think they're going to get out of it, but if they don't, it could open up a fifth spot of Champions League football for a number of teams. So, I'd like to just put out a poll for our listeners: Who do you think will get that fifth place? Would it be Manchester United? Would it be Spurs? Would it be Arsenal? Or would it be other? Other being, you know, Sheffield United or Wolves, front runners for that. What are your thoughts, Baron? Right now, Chelsea are sort of favourites for that fourth spot. I'm going to say um, Man United getting the, uh, the fifth spot. I think it will be interesting. I, I hope Man City don't get out of it, to be honest. They seem to have gotten out a few things with just paying a big, hefty bit of money to to FIFA or UEFA, whoever is the body at the time. hope Arsenal will be there or thereabouts, but I do think Man United look like the favourites at the moment. I actually think it will probably end up being Chelsea with Man United or Arsenal finishing fourth. Okay, wow, okay. Smoking crap. (laughs) I'm going to say... I think Wolves are going to throw a, a wrench in the works there. I think Wolves are going to become fifth and potentially Man United taking Chelsea's spot of... Oh, oh, yeah. I'm just throwing oh, that one out so there. Che- throwing it so out che- there. Chelsea seventh, yeah? Nah, nah, they'll come low. Eighth. They'll come, they'll come, <laughs> they'll come eighth after Arsenal. Are you, are you serious? Maybe yeah, yeah, sorry, no, no, sorry, yeah. Chelsea will finish seventh, Arsenal will finish sixth, Wolves will finish fifth, Man United fourth. Do, do you believe, Let's do you see believe what the that? Fans have to say. Do you believe that? Yeah, I just wanted to throw a little. No, but do you actually believe it? I think Chelsea are going to slump. Okay. I definitely think Chelsea are slump. I don't know if they'll slump to eighth, but I think that Man United, Tottenham, especially, will put on a lot of pressure. And I think if Arsenal can pull off a shot winner, we could put our name in the hat as well. Not having the crowd there is, is going to be a very good thing for Chelsea, I think. The advantage yeah, you're used to playing with no fans. <laughs> You've got no fans. <laughs> All right, well, that concludes our Sports Side first edition. Again, we'll challenge our listeners to send in their predictions and go toe to toe with us and love to hear their thoughts about the boxing also www.thedogshow.com take it easy guys Baron you can start eating your chapatis now <laughs> Dog Dog show. Show. oh mate I'm finishing last in this prediction week I'm telling you I put some <laughs> old ones out there you big dosser you big dosser you get knocked spark out I come to your show now you work for me 